People of the world, hello and welcome. People of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 183, now streaming live on Instagram, as well as LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube's the primary destination. Today on the show, Twitter is testing a new undo option for sent tweets. If you could just hit the undo button in your life, wouldn't you want to do it? I certainly would. Did you know that Jack Dorsey uh, is selling his first tweet ever for $2.5 million? Hello. How can you even sell a tweet? It's ridiculous. Did you know that there is a Tom Cruise deep fake circling the internet that is so realistic you won't be able to tell? And did you know that uh, we're going to see presidents and leaders of the world inundated with deep fakes in short order. So stay tuned. There's a Snapchat drug dealer busted. Turns out you should probably not use Snapchat to sell drugs. Ikea created an augmented reality escape room on Snapchat. This is interesting stuff. Augmented reality taking over. Research signals fresh wave of female entrepreneurs post COVID. This will come as a surprise to absolutely no one. And Facebook faces uh, an investigation for systemic racial bias in hiring. All that and more today on the show. Let's start with our main story. That would, of course, would be Twitter testing a new undo option for sent tweets. This from socialmediatoday.com. The now legendary Jane Manchin Wong has done it again for years. Basically, all of Twitter's existence, Twitter users have called on the platform to add an edit option so that they can correct those annoying grammatical errors, which always seem to infiltrate your best tweets. Twitter has repeatedly said that it's not going to happen, but there have been signs of a potential compromise, like, say, a short window of time after pressing tweet to recall your missive. Now, that could be what Twitter is developing. The new option would enable you to recall your tweet within a five-second window. So there is something in Gmail that allows you to do something quite similar. Um, and so the tech platforms are trying to give people something that everyone wants in real life. Everyone wants to be able to save state and load the previous state, which is to say everyone wants an undo button. One of the reasons why life is so hard is because we don't have one. The format here, back to the article, is likely not the final version, as several Twitter users have noted. The prompt obscures the tweet in question, blah, blah, blah. They're working on it. But Dorsey writes, quote, the reason we don't have edit in the first place is we were built on SMS. We were built on text messaging. Once you send a text, you can't take it back. So when you send a tweet, it goes to the world instantaneously. You simply cannot take it back. You could build it uh, as such. So maybe we introduce a five second to 30 second delay in the sending. Shout out to the people's duchess on Instagram with the love. Much appreciated. Uh, join us live on YouTube or after the fact on iTunes, Spotify, and a million other places. Jack Dorsey bids reach 2.5 million dollars for Twitter co-founders first post. This to me is truly ridiculous. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey has listed his first ever tweet for sale with bids reaching $2.5 million. That's 1.8 euros, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be sold as a non-fungible token. Right. 
a unique digital certificate that states who owns a photo, video, or other form of online media. This tells me that there are some people on the planet that simply have too much money. Quote, just setting up my Twitter, T-W-T-T-R, the post sent from Mr. Dorsey's account on March 2006 reads. But the post will remain publicly available on Twitter even after it has been auctioned off. This from BBC.com. The buyer will receive a certificate digitally signed and verified by Mr. Dorsey as well as the metadata of the original tweet. The data will include information such as the time the tweet was posted and its text content. So this is obviously insane. Uh, there are people um, in the world right now that are starving and uh, someone is like, you know what? I got $2.5 million laying around to purchase the first ever tweet. Now, as an investor, I obviously understand that this is something that people are going to want to hold on to. It's a piece of culture, um, uh, but ultimately kind of sad in a way that people could be spending this sort of money on something as ridiculous as the first tweet. But again, I understand that it is a cultural touchstone. Perhaps I'm just jealous that I don't have $2.5 million to spend on a tweet. I can't imagine a world where I would actually do that. The tweet was listed for sale on valuables by Scent, according to the BBC article, a tweets marketplace that was launched three months ago. Okay, Dorsey. Tom Cruise isn't on TikTok. It's a shockingly realistic deep fake. So I watched this video today and it's basically a video of Tom Cruise. Imagine Tom Cruise talking to you. Don't be glib. Don't be glib. Don't do that. Imagine Tom Cruise jumping on a couch and doing what Tom Cruise does. But here's the deal. Um, the point of this is that uh, the Turing test is now being passed, which is to say uh, machines are indiscernible, undiscernible. I don't know which it is. We can't distinguish what is machine and what is not machine, especially when it comes to video. So I would love to believe that we weren't all inside of Facebook bubbles, weren't inside of social media cages um, when it comes to our content, but we are. We are being fed algorithmically information that suits whatever it is that we like, and we can be liking ignorant garbage. And we can also have no idea if something is real or not real. So when it comes to ethics, I would urge you to talk to your children. I would urge you to talk to your teachers um, about being incredibly skeptical of many of the things that you see on the internet. Um, obviously, because it's popular does not mean that it is true. And this, of course, extends into the world of video. Deepfakes are real. Um, we're going to start seeing um, political actors. We're going to see Russia, China, the United States, obviously, everybody talking about um, or rather showing world leaders saying things like some, I, I won't even say what they'll say, but drastic things as in we're at war, or crazy stuff like that. Um, you simply cannot believe everything you see in videos. Deep fakes are far too powerful for that. KVOA.com article, alleged Snapchat drug dealer busted. This is from Tucson and the article. It's a popular social media app, so popular, in fact, you can purchase illegal drugs. The problem, of course, is that those drugs can kill you. Snapchat is a messaging app. Yes, we know what Snapchat is. Thank you, KVOA.com. So dealers often advertise that they're selling legal medic medications Quote, a lot of times they will advertise their real prescription pills. This according to a counter-narcotics alliance official. Tucson police detective Dan Roberts assigned to CNA's narcotics and violent crime unit just got a four-count indictment 
for 22-year-old Aaron Stephen K. The charges ranged from sale of narcotic drug use to manslaughter. Last September, Roberts said there was an overdose death of a 25-year-old man. Quote, we were able to identify who sold him an M30 pill the night before Roberts said that person was 22-year-old Aaron Stephen K. So here's the deal. You don't know what kind of drugs you're getting from Snapchat. You don't know. The pills contain fentanyl. Well, there you go. That is obviously uh, tragic and sad and bad. So my kiddos, they are on the social medias. They're on the Snapchats. They're not quite engaging. They're just playing apps and kind of messing around with filters and stuff. But the day is coming. Uh, grandparents, parents, people of the world, let it be known that uh, there are people doing all sorts of unsavory things um, on places like Snapchat, TikTok, etc. Now, you could, as a parent, simply look at these situations and go, oh, I'm just going to set up filters or I'm going to monitor. You might want to actually get on the platforms and play around in the space. And the reason you might want to do that is uh, the same reason why I play Minecraft. So uh, my kids watch Minecraft videos ad nauseum. They do all these things. Um, and I understand it because I actually enter into the world. I highly recommend that you enter into the world of uh, the kiddos. Um, so that you actually get what's happening there so that you can be uh, enlightened and not ignorant um, as to how these things transpire. Duchess Rideshare in chat. Wow, I wonder if there's any end insight on this drug pandemic in the United States of America. Oh, Andre showing up in, in Instagram. What's up, Andre? Good to see you, buddy. Um, here's the deal. Um, we have uh, psilocybin mushroom potential legalization, and we have... Uh, marijuana legalization obviously happening um, in a uh, variety of states. Um, the psilocybin obviously on the docket. Um, and as far as I can tell statistically, things are going better than a lot of people had hoped, um, which is to say that uh, it is possible that we will see a change in the general perspective and opinions on drug use in the United States treated actually as a, an illness as opposed to something uh, where we can incarcerate a large number of people, which is obviously not working. So parents, Snapchat, you might want to get on the platform, better understand it. Ikea created an augmented reality escape room on Snapchat. AR is becoming more important than ever for retailers. Ikea, which let's not forget, is simply a maze. It is a maze that you can go on where you end up with furniture. Ikea is turning decluttering into a game with a new augmented reality escape room on Snapchat that asks users with organizing items, tasks, excuse me, users with organizing items with the furniture giants. Products, this from adweek.com. The entire experience takes place in a miniature model of a bedroom that can be superimposed on a tabletop floor or other flat surface through a smartphone camera. Users can record their solution to the puzzle and share it with friends through Snapchat's story feature. So here's the deal. Um, augmented reality games are um, going to be very, very popular. Um, Snapchat leads the way in AR. And as you can see, the major uh, Fortune 500 brands, global companies, um, they are going to lead the way. But before you know it, you will be asked as a small business or entrepreneur to play in this space. So it is important to understand what they're up to. IKEA worked with Ogilvy to create the campaign, which will be available throughout March 
on IKEA's Snapchat page. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, uh, just swing on over to the IKEA Snapchat page. Research signals a fresh wave of female entrepreneurs post-COVID. This one from yahoo.com. Almost one-fifth of women are considering starting their own business in a sign of a potential fresh wave of female-led startups. Small Business Britain's F Entrepreneur Campaign, which commissioned the Research to Mark International Women's Day, has called for more support to unlock the opportunity of female-led businesses and greater recognition of this group's powerful contribution to society, uh, economy, and community. Now, um, when it comes to raising kids, uh, we are seeing a change in the dynamic, but not a huge, I would, I would argue that uh, there are obviously a lot of single fathers, single mothers, um, a lot of folks doing incredible work in the raising children game. Now, the big change for me is that many, many people are now working from home and that makes it possible to start a business. It makes it possible to have a side hustle. The internet has allowed uh, women technologically um, to do some of uh, the juggling a little bit, a little bit easier. Now, when I say women, that's obviously a blanket statement and a stereotype as there are many men doing the same thing. But the point is that I think technologically, um, the number of women entrepreneurs is going to increase because, um, as I mentioned before, the internet provides the freedom and the flexibility. Um, taking kids to the dentist, taking kids to the to the pediatrician, um, raising the children, being there for the children, being able to have the flexibility to do both of those jobs is what the internet is allowing women to do. So the research found that two-fifths of women, 42%, were motivated to think about starting a business out of a passion. That's the other thing, too, when you've got Pinterest, Instagram, social media, which desperately is looking for influencers, people who are willing to be a face of the brand. Um, and women have been able to connect more easily than ever before. In fact, I'm thinking about Duchess Rideshare's incredible Instagram live feed uh, the other day where um, she looked at the interview of Meghan Markle with the Oprah Winfrey. It's a lot of fun to go live and it is a very effective marketing tool. If you have yet to go live and you are an entrepreneur or business owner, obviously this is the move. Um, just creating YouTube videos is a little bit three to five years ago. It's all about live streams now. Back to the article, yahoo.com. The trend is also being driven by the impact of COVID-19 on the economy and jobs. Now, this is the darker part of this particular story, which is to say that a lot of people are suffering, they are struggling, and they are looking for any opportunity to make some more money, or they're a bit more desperate than they were before, which is to say people are now uh, prompted by job loss. That's 10%. Over a third, 34% of women, according to the article, are considering supplementing their income through a side hustle, whereas, again, 10% was due to job loss. Reconsidering current employment as a result of the pandemic, excuse me, pandemic was also cited as a key factor by 17% of women, while 14% said they have been inspired to contribute to society. You, of course, can do both of these things at the same time. Final article of the day, Facebook faces U.S. investigation for systemic racial bias in hiring. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission indicates it suspects company policies may fuel broad discrimination. This from theguardian.com. 
One of the key parts of this article that I took away is that there is a bonus. We're going to jump to that. Romer, Romer Friedman said he and his colleagues had told the EEOC in a submission last month that one such Facebook policy was awarding employees bonuses of up to $5,000 when a candidate they referred is hired. Referred candidates tend to reflect the makeup of existing employees disadvantaging black professionals, he said. This is an example of a system. So if you have a majority white hiring pool and one can suppose that those folks predominantly are going to refer other white employees, then yes, if there's a financial financial incentive up to $5,000 to refer your community, I'm not saying obviously that there aren't some white folks referring black folks. Uh, I bet if you looked at this statistically, you would find that white folks on average tend to refer more white folks uh, and black folks the same thing. So right there is an example of how Facebook tries to do the right thing saying, oh, hey, we're just going to offer a, a hiring bonus. But when you look at the numbers, when you pencil it out, then obviously here you've got basically a fraternity or a sorority. So Facebook said that about 3.9% of its U.S. employees as of last June were black. David Lopez, a former EEOC general counsel, now teaching at Rutgers University, said systemic investigations were significant because of the additional resources involved when they resulted in allegations of wrongdoing. Multi-million dollar settlements sometimes followed, he said, citing recent cases against Dollar General and Walmart. Clearly, Facebook is large enough to be subject to one of these multi-million dollar settlements and taking a look at this up to $5,000 bonus, I would say that there is a grounds to investigate. They also obviously agree. Last December, the Justice Department accused Facebook of discriminating against U.S. workers broadly, U.S. workers broadly, saying it gave hiring preference to temporary workers such as H-1B visa holders all this from theguardian.com. Google last month agreed to spend $3.8 million to settle U.S. government allegations that it underpaid women and unfairly passed over women and Asian candidates for job openings. Any large company is going to, I shouldn't say that, many large companies eventually do find themselves um, in this sort of situation unless they are very cognizant and make all of the right moves. Now, Facebook has been known over the years to have many systemic and problematic issues. And this is just one more of them. We will see how this unfolds. In summary, Twitter testing a new undo option for sent tweets. This is what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be able to hit that undo button in their life. But I would argue if uh, you walked around hitting your undo button all the time, you would lack flow in your life. If there was actually an ability to go back in time, it's uh, a careful what you wish for kind of um, experience, which is to say that though it might seem nice to be able to hit undo, um, the reality is you may spend far more time uh, trying to find perfection. And this, of course, is an illusion as you are already perfect. Proud of you. Go get them. Undo button in Twitter. Jack Dorsey bids reach $2.5 million for Twitter co-founders first post. On the one hand, the fact that this particular tweet is being sold for $2.5 million screams first world excess, unbelievable decadence. There are countless people's college tuition that you could just pay for. You could make them have no student debt. You could just roll up 
and pay for people's colleges. You could buy the poor cars. You could feed people. You could go to you know, developing countries and completely change people's lives. There are people who are saving up for a stove. Do you understand? Like their, their life's ambition is to get a stove or they want four more goats. And here we are dropping $2.5 million on a tweet. Okay, that's the one hand. On the other hand, it's an absolutely integral piece of the cultural tapestry of the United States and now the global economy. And it is an investment that is likely to increase in value over time. And it has uh, already a tremendous amount of value, more value than a human life according to this dollar figure. I mean, people have died for far less than $2.5 million. And here we are spending this kind of money. This is indicative of where we are as a society at large, where we are willing to invest in fiction. It's just an idea. It's just a tweet. Put it in a museum somewhere and have that person donate it. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, uh, and again, I get it. It's an investment, but it kind of makes me sick to my stomach, to be honest with you. $2.5 million for some digital whatever in a certificate. Shake my head. Deep fakes are real. Um, watching this video about Tom Cruise. You can Google it. Tom Cruise deep fake. Uh, completely undiscernible, indiscernible from, uh, from actual Tom Cruise, which is to say, talk to your kids about deep fakes. Be cognizant yourself about deep fakes. Alleged Snapchat drug dealer busted. Uh, yeah, there are going to be a lot of uh, drugs being sold on Snapchat. Be cognizant of that and uh, talk to your kids. Uh, Ikea creating an augmented reality escape room. Very cool. More augmented reality on the way. Research signals fresh wave of female entrepreneurs post-COVID. Yes, some of these are being spurred on by the fact that there was a pandemic and that people are suffering from financial turmoil. Also, the technological advances are allowing uh, many women to raise kids. Um, there is a cultural revolution in regards to women's ability to take leadership positions. Uh, we're gonna have a female president of the United States. We are absolutely going to. Um, and so things are shifting. Um, and uh, it's this dude's opinion that they're heading in the right direction. And finally, Facebook with systemic uh, issues. Obviously, we know this to be true. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging by the show today. You know where to find me, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, every single Monday through Friday. Shout out to the folks that join us live on YouTube. That's where most of the fun happens. But if you're checking us after the fact, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, podcasts, et cetera. All right. Well, hey, Silo. <laughs> Coming up on Instagram. Anyway, that's the show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to you all next time.